Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week in league, after over two prophecy-filled seasons of telling you all that Chechen is a fucking pink cheat, the NRL has finally agreed. After squaring away negotiations with the offspring of one club legend, the West Tigers opened negotiations with Laurie Nichols' cat. Oh, Chris Lawrence. After four horror-filled minutes that no NRL fan will ever get back, we pronounce last week as the 2012 Boo Around. And we'll review all of the action from round 14 of the 2012 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 91 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Okay, so do you have anything to kick off? Do you want to kick off the show with this week? <laughs> you like to show me interesting YouTube videos before we uh, hit record. It's true, I do. Um, actually, I'll just go through my notes here because I could have done it at the end, but um, we had some new Facebook likers this week that actually put us over the top, over the 900 barrier. Legends. So welcome to, we got no, 904 I think it is, so welcome to... Uh, the new Facebook fans, Dennis Roy, Dale Mulligan, Sam Hiller, Sam Lucas, and Mark Queerly. Queerly, of course, be the same Queerly we were talking about last week who did get on Twitter in the end. Yes. And he's got some obscure fucking Twitter handle that I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know there's a tweet from him. Queerly uh, McSqueerly, I think his name is. It's I don't like, think it's, it's like that, but that's what it should be. It's like something underscore Q, something like... Yeah. It's totally... You've got a name like Queerly. Use it. Just I'm, use Queerly. I guarantee you. fuck? Not, I guarantee you it's not taken. It's not taken. Well, it might be taken now, but like, you know... should be Queerly underscore McSqueerly. I don't think you get enough characters to do your name. Bullshit. Well, there wasn't enough to do this week in league. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why we had TWI League. I thought you'd just been a funky, hip and happening hipster. Yeah, I was trying to capture the, the uh, capture the unsuspecting Twilight crowd. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Your mates. <laughs> yeah. You'd be a very sparkly vampire. Oh, sparkly pedo vamps. Our listeners do not do not read or watch that shit. Yes, they do. Trotters like, would. Yeah, or Trotters. He'd be bang yeah. up for it. Yeah, Trotters, you know, I, I call his law thing to question sometimes, so it wouldn't surprise me. Mm. Now, do you have any uh, anything you want to add? Um, no, not really. I don't have any uh, fun anecdotes from since last week's episode, although I did make it home alive after being very, very tired, which someone picked me up on for yawning. Yeah, that'd <laughs> be a, the episode. I think it was like, Woody, was it Woody Solo? The, the, the yeah. Smash on it? Yeah. Up me. He's, he's, he was up here. Harsh. Yeah. Fucking but harsh. Your, your response was equally harsh. I told him to get fucked. It's <laughs> a pretty standard response. I wouldn't say it was harsh. That is pretty much yeah. Yeah, if you're on a, if you're on Twitter and and the, the this week in league account uh, tells you to get fucked, ninety nine times out of hundred, it's. If clean. I don't put dash g after it, just assume it's me. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's get on to some news, and as mentioned at the top of the show, 
And the same, I kept the same headline I used last week. Matt Chechen gets assholed from the greatest game of all. And this week, it is absolutely true with Matt Chechen completing an unceremonious descent from state of origin and top grade in the space of three weeks down to New South Wales Cup. No, he's getting a complete rest from football this weekend as far as... He's uh, been working know. hard, Nathan. No doubt he needs a rest. He does... Um, Bill Harrigan said that Chechen was very disappointed in himself after owning up to two awful decisions made during yesterday's match between the Sydney Roosters and Brisbane, won 40-22 by Broncos. And uh, I take it you saw the game. Um, some of them were like the most magnificently bad decisions. Horrible. And he can't even... T- I mean, like, he took a lot of shit for the origin, and I think a lot of that was not exactly all... You know, like, he probably took some t- took some shit for the Greg Inglis thing, even though it was referred to the video ref, but he did have that penalty call against Greg Bird, and he also had the sin binning and everything that he took his own heat from. But um, this one, there's just no hiding from, like... <laughs> it wasn't even controversial. It was just playing out fucked. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, he's, uh, he's already been dropped from origin. And uh, now... As it stands right now, he has not been allocated any games in the NRL or New South Wales Cup this week. I mean, the suspicion was that he was going to be relegated to the New South Wales Cup, but uh, Harrigan and uh, and Co have just decided to uh, completely, completely. You know he's going to be, don't you? Half time, kids run out. They need a ref. <laughs> do they actually do they do refs in those? Oh, they do. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah. How hard would that be? I mean, he's not going to get his skills back up doing that. They might improve, I mean, those given refs, where they were at last weekend. Those, those refs are more, they're more coaches than refs. You know, they tell the kids to pass it all They the pull their pants up really high like refs. Yeah, I suppose. Well, they want to be refs, and I mean, that's exactly where Chechen probably would be most at home. I think so, as a wannabe ref. Yep. So, um, the referees that have been slammed, we had uh, Adam Devchic was the other one, and uh, Bernard Sutton, they were in, uh, he was in the video box, uh, criticised over several incidents, but the two uh, prominent cock-ups that we we're talking about was, uh, the, the biggest one was the one with uh, Lachlan Maranta, got up, uh, he completed a tackle on halfway, got the ball, stripped it off uh, BJ Leilua, and uh, then he just got up and raced down the field, and um, and uh, ultimately led to a try to Alex Glenn. Uh, I'm a bit surprised BJ Leilua didn't, like, spit on him and then send naked photos of Lachlan Maranta around to his mates. Exactly. I mean, well, that's, you know, As he's wont to do. That's his MO, yeah. But, um, so uh, Harrigan said he got it wrong. It should have been a Broncos ball and uh, Maranta gets up and plays the ball. When it's contentious over who has the ball, the referee normally identifies which team has it and he gets up and plays the ball. It didn't happen in that case and it should have. And he was also chastised for awarding a try to Tinerau Arona when the replay showed he clearly lost the ball over the line. And this was like, this came after a string of video referee calls and it was almost like Chechen was like, no, I got this one. I got yeah. this one. No, 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 you didn't, mate. No, you didn't. Settle the fuck down. Yeah. I've got this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and Harrigan's very, very... Uh, I don't know, supportive, you could say, of uh, Chechen saying... Maybe Chechen's the only, uh, the only referee on Team Bill, because they all wanted him sacked. Yeah, and I mean, Archer was one of the ones that apparently... Who was it, Archer? It was like Freddie or someone? They were like, you know, had a meeting, we were going to go sack him? Uh, Freddie's like, how'd I get here? Freddie was just, a strong advocate. <laughs> Freddie's like, I blacked out and I'm in the middle of a hunting party for, for <laughs> Harrigan all of a sudden. One minute happen. I was chatting up a Christmas tree, next yeah. minute I'm, in, I'm trying to get Bill Harrigan sacked. Yeah, and uh, most laughably, uh, we'll conclude this with a quote from Bill Harrigan. He said, uh, "Just because you make a mistake doesn't take away your quali- from your quality as a referee." Bullshit. I've been calling his quality in question ever since the first episode of this show. I think. I mean, you could probably listen to the first episode, and I'll probably slag him because 
I've hated him ever since the first half of football he officiated because he's been shit ever since then. Um, you know, I'd have him as a touchy maybe, but you know, maybe even you know, waving the flag's too tough for him. But he's gone now, and unfortunately for us, he's going to probably be back next week. But uh, you know, the longer the better. Hopefully, refereeing manly. Yeah, hopefully, because maybe he's learned some lessons and maybe he'll be a, a good referee. Although, <laughs> although that's not something I'm going to hold my breath on. Mitchell Pearce, could he possibly become a Tiger? Apparently, the West Tigers have made secret inquiries about bringing him over to the West Tigers, where they say Can't his father... Can't be too fucking serious if they've well, made the media. Yeah, well, they're saying... Secretive, you know, rather. The laughable things they're saying, where his father, Wayne, is a legend, which is clearly not the case, because as far as I know, Wayne Pearce only ever played for Balmain and did not play for this uh, Frankenstein oh, mismatch fuck side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go on the market on the 1st of November and uh, rival clubs are free to negotiate with all players off contract at the end of 2013. So his agent said it's difficult to measure the worth of a player of Mitchell's calibre so it would be in his best interest to test his worth on the open market before agreeing to a new deal. He's expected to attract offers as much as $650,000 a season for 2014. The manager goes on to say we're in no hurry to do anything with Mitchell's contract. There's certainly no rush. The club is eager to extend his contract and Mitchell loves the place and certainly would like to stay but we aren't in a hurry and we need to see how some things play out especially with the TV rights deal and what it will mean for the salary cap or how and how the new collective bargaining agreement will be structured. If the West Tigers pay Mitchell Pearce $600,000 a season, I want Adam Blair's contract uh, up to about $2 million a year, and I'll, I want, at the same time, uh, Bill Gates and Donald Trump to be ringing Robbie Farrow and Benji Marshall, respectively, for a fucking loan. Yeah. Such is the salary that they'll be Command. garnering yeah. from the West Tigers. And uh, when... when $600,000, give me a break. Six fifty. And when contacted Warren McDonald, the recruitment manager, who's done so well of late with his recruitment, uh, he's uh, they, they tried they uh, couldn't even get BJ Lelua over the line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they managed to get like Reddy and you know, a couple of other Gronks over the line, Pettyball and Bodine. Um, I'm actually happy with those signings. Yeah, they'll, they'll they'll strengthen the reserve grade side massively. Now, um, you're a fucking cockney. Warren McDonald, uh, he confirmed asking about his availability but he distanced himself from the prospect of staring to star half. Couldn't and, even get his own son to stay at the club. <laughs> and he says here, I make calls to hundreds of managers and speak to them all the time. I don't know if there's hundreds of managers really? out there. How many managers are there? <laughs> More than we know of, that's for sure. Uh, that's nothing unusual, but we're very happy with our halves having Benji Marshall, Curtis Sirin going well, Brayton Astor coming and Jacob Miller coming through. If Brayton Astor's coming as a 5'8", I'll eat my fucking hat. Yeah, I mean, surely he's lock. Surely. I mean, surely he's a uh, forward coming player. off the bench. Surely, surely he's, 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 a, he surely he's a, a leader for the reserve grade side. Uh, in any case, that's that. Now we've I wonder also if Benji's like Jacob Miller, mm-hmm. halfback of the future. Why would you spend that sort of money on Mitchell Pearce when you got Jacob Miller waiting in the wings to play Benji Marshall's position? Exactly. <laughs> when he gets a shit and succumbs to the pressure from Team Robbie and leaves, not going to happen, mate. Well, no, that's Benji's far more resilient than oh, that. That's he's got far more team members, as far as I could tell. Robbie, you'd have um, Liam Fulton, and that's about it. I suspect Robbie would be able to go the knuckle a bit better, though. Oh, maybe so. And there's no one really on Team Benji that can throw. So that makes up. For I mean, they got know. guys like you know, like Lawrence and Maltzen and, and Bo. They're all cats. So. Oh, hang on a sec, Chris Lawrence. <laughs> Yeah, Chris, really? Chris Lawrence. He went to St. Greg's at Campbelltown, man. He would have been in plenty of fights down at the bus station at Campbelltown with all the Campbelltown high kids giving him shit for going to private school. And how's his footwork with Betty White's hips? 
<laughs> well, he's got, he's got as anyone that knows anything about boxing knows, your power comes from your legs. So if you can't generate power through your hips, he might struggle. You're right. Exactly, exactly. He's got the hips of a fucking German Shepherd, that too. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's some other other, other players uh, coming off off contract. Uh, there's going to be a lot of talent up for grabs uh, f- after 2013. Jonathan Thurston. He's not going anywhere. Why would you say that? Because he's not leaving the Cowboys. Why would you say He's that? He's a very loyal individual and he wouldn't go anywhere else. That may be the Except case. At that time where he left the Bulldogs. Yeah, exactly. But that may, that may, be, that may well be the case. However, with the uh, the rights up for grabs, you know, potentially a, ri- a rise in the salary cap uh, resulting from that, they're saying here that uh, Thurston could become the game's first $1 million a year player. As he should be. On the books. <laughs> I'm sure Melbourne players were getting a million dollars a year way back in 2008. But anyway, uh, as the Cowboys, they prepared a table, the richest deal in the code's history. Uh, Sam Ayub said that uh, the, he's in no rush to ink a contract extension. Uh, we've agreed to sit down with the Cowboys and talk after the origin period. Jonathan's very happy up there, and he will begin talks when he's finished with Queensland. He's in no rush either, but we will talk to Peter Parr soon. So you've also got uh, Pierce, as we mentioned before, uh, Todd Carney, Jamie Soward, Aidan Caesar, uh, Josh Reynolds, and uh, Adam Reynolds also off the contract uh, at the end of next year. And uh, as of November 1st, rival clubs can come on calling. Uh, you've got Ben Hornby set to retire, so that means that uh, the Dragons could be left with a half because Jamie Soward now is being linked to uh, A, Rugby Union, or B, Super League in England. You go well in Rugby Union. Yeah, well, you like to make a fucking tackle. Yeah, and you can just kick goals, and you, know, you can do pretty much play exactly his natural game. Yeah. He does now. Uh, Taylor made for rugby. Except, not, except not, not cop shit for it. He'll probably be the Australian captain. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sowers' manager said uh, has dismissed the report, claiming that Sowers had received an offer from Wigan, and he hinted that his future was with the Dragons. And the quote being, "If Wigan want to make us an offer, then they're more than welcome." I met with Craig Young, the Dragons' football manager, during the week, and he's very happy with where Jamie is at. He's developing as a leader and improving areas of his game. I see no reason why he won't be there beyond his current deal. Another player that couldn't even keep his own son at the club. Yep, that's right. And now Tim Maltzen. We mentioned, I think it was last week, the fact that he wasn't, you know, you know uh, didn't look like being offered a contract that, uh, or hadn't been offered a contract yet at the Tigers. Mm. Well, he only gets offered contracts after someone else offers him one, and then he agrees to terms. And so he can renege and tell him to turn his back on it. Yeah, okay. Well, this one... Uh, like he does a bomb. I read earlier that uh, it might have just been a social chat, but off-contract Tiger Tim Maltzen was spotted deep in conversation with Parramatta recruitment manager Peter Nolan at the Eels-Cronulla game Monday night, so last week. What a sad end to the sorry saga that has been Tim Maltzen's contract at the West Tigers. Oh, if yeah. he was to end up at Parra-fucking-Matter. Yeah. I mean, that'd be the end of him. Can you I, imagine how it would affect ben, Benji's game as well? his best mate you'd just be like you know it'd be like if you were in Bali prison or something like that I'd just be like fuck thank I'm, god I'm having a great time but Glenn he's over there <laughs> getting raped by Chappelle Corby with a strap on <laughs> <laughs> I was like it's a terrible situation it's, I can't enjoy terrible. my own life thinking how terrible he has it <laughs> why Chappelle Corby on yeah I don't know it's the, it's the first Bali person <laughs> Pick it, or, or any one of the other Barley Nine. Someone won't Take yeah, your pick. That, that, <laughs> that Renee looks Lawrence, like a man. Renee Lawrence probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we jest. Um, furthermore, David Stagg, likely to end up playing under his old Broncos mentor, Wayne Bennett. 
next season. Oh, of course. Yeah, uh, Stags, one of several off-contract Bulldogs, weighing up his future, and the veteran Knights coach is keen to bring Stags to Newcastle in 2013. So that's one of the names that we've been... I mean, they've got a massive surplus of forwards, and they're still buying guys, so a lot of the cap would be eaten up by those dudes, and so it just seems like... Uh, None that can pass the ball, though. Wouldn't say David Stagg was a ball-playing forward. No, no, but I mean, they do have ball-playing... I mean, you know, Cassiano can throw an offload, you know, Pritchard... At the Bulldogs? I'm talking about the Knights. Oh, you're talking about the Knights? Oh, yeah, Knights. Well, f- fuck ball playing forwards. How about just forwards in general? I mean, Cade Snowden, I think he went up there, but he evaporated. <laughs> <laughs> he fell down a fucking coal mine. Um, I mean... Willie, I Mason's just, the, Willie Mason's the only one really putting in, and he was a... Might as well be Cade Snowman. He's fucking <laughs> melted away to nothing. Exactly. Under the harsh spotlight in Newcastle. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they could definitely use forwards. I mean, they could fucking use players in every position on the field, but, um, you know, forwards to start. I mean, Set I fullback. Darius, please. Like I said, they could use players in every position in the field. Um, Woo! And in good news, though, for the Knights, Danny Baderis, he's not going to bail out of this sinking ship. He's officially agreed to a new one-year deal at the Knights and uh, says he wants to do whatever he can to help get the place back on track. Only because it paid more than Centrelink. Yeah, I just didn't see this season panning out the way it has, to be honest, Baderis said. I don't think anyone did. I can't ever remember being booed off after a game at home here in Newcastle like we were the other night. That's tough to take. But I'm committed to the club, committed to the fans and the coach. We need to turn it around for them. Get the town talking in a positive light again. He said that uh, Wayne Bennett can't do any more to conjure up a recovery, believing it's up to the players to turn around a season, rapidly turning into a disaster. David Stagg, the answer? Don't think no, so. I don't even Danny think Danny Baderis staying on the answer? Nope. Don't think so. Although Baderis has been one of the uh, better players over the year. Wow. But That's yeah. saying something. Yeah. Well, he was looking at... He That's was, like picking out the best dog turd in your backyard. Well, he was looking for... He was, was looking at origin selection, uh, well, but for injury. Sad indictment on the New South Wales State of Origin selection. I process. mean, the fact they had to settle on Robbie Farrow is just, in, you know, demoralising. Best decision made since 1980. <laughs> and, and, and what happened in 1980 that was a good decision? State of Origin started. For real? <laughs> For real? For real? Well, you, then you were going to go, oh, but New South Wales was playing Queensland and beating them for 58 fucking thousand years beforehand. And blah, blah, same old shit argument you've had every year since we started this show. But... Read a book once in a while. Sorry? Read a book once in a well, while. I can't read. Like the excellent book from Sean Fagan. Fucking hell. Shouldn't have to explain this shit to you all the time. I just look, I mean, I just look at you and I'm, and I'm reminded that you went to Campbelltown High. Okay, <laughs> is it the scars on my head <laughs> and, the, and the West Tigers jacket <laughs> and everything else about you? Now, um, do you have any other news you want to talk about this week? I mean, being an Origin week, it's kind of um, a lot of uh, puff pieces on the players in the Origin yes. and why they're going to go so well and they're going to do it for their fucking dead brother or you know whatever you know story they want to come up with to try and put some personality behind all the players. Yeah, it's um, been a little bit uh, light on news, but the West Tigers won seven in a row, and, and that's news in anyone's language. Um, and they're on a you know massive winning streak and taking the NRL by a storm, as I predicted. Undefeated, asterisk. Undefeated <laughs> for the last seven weeks. <laughs> yeah, they go in the first seven weeks. Defeated. Can't remember. Oh, well, they did get that win. That, they did get the bullshit win over Cronulla. Where, Other than that, they were undefeated, the asterisk. <laughs> Okay, recaps. 
kicking off a Friday night football and certainly set the tone for the Vuvuzela round that was when the West Tigers 10 defeated the Melbourne Storm 6 in front of a crowd of just over 11,000 down there at Amy Park in Melbourne. And let's see how this, the points went. The West Tigers, their 10 points came from tries to Matt Utai and Lottie Takiri. Mm-hmm. Benji Marshall, none from two on the conversions. Fancy that, like Benji's do, but he did get a penalty goal. The Storm... They had a try to Dane Nielsen. Gareth Widop missed his shot at goal, but he did get a penalty goal as well. So, uh, yeah, 10-6 is the way it finished up. And fucking, what a fucking terrible... This game was so bad that you don't usually... You don't get on Twitter during games, so you wouldn't have seen this. No. But, um, I was busy pouring bourbon down my neck and not eating food. Yeah, so you, were you watching it on the TV? On the, I tried to sneak yeah. out a few times and catch it. Yeah. And then people looked at me funny because I was standing in the middle of a crowded bar screaming at the TV. <laughs> I was doing crazy. It was really like it's one of the, one of the most boring fucking games I've ever seen in my life. Um, I cer- did watch the replay on the Saturday. I didn't think it was one of the most boring games we've ever seen. Certainly, certainly the most boring game I've ever seen. Not featuring Newcastle or Parramatta in the last three years, and maybe even throw the Sharks in that. I mean, the Sharks this year, obviously a different story, but you know they also contributed greatly to Vuvuzela rounds in, yes. in years gone by, especially seasons of this show. Um, real, it was so one of those boring. games. I think for the Tigers, understrength opposition, horrible conditions, and the Tigers probably probably weren't at their best, obviously. And I think the conditions contributed to. I don't the think fact they, were they played 60% fairly tight of their as best. well. Beg your they went within sixty percent of their best. <laughs> Clearly, well, their completion the rate was very high. I don't think they made. Oh, a heap of yeah, mistakes. but I mean, I've seen games where Parramatta's completed all bar fucking two of their sets too. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, it means you held on to the ball. It doesn't mean you did anything. Clearly, you hit record with this mindset, Nathan. I'm not going to try and get you to change your mindset. This is a top person. I'd you just are. like to finish what I started saying before. The game was Please so boring do. that on Twitter, there was actually a hashtag started up, and I can't remember what it was exactly, but it was something like, you know, boring uh, boring NRL game equals uh, game of I Spy. So people were putting that hashtag on and doing I Spy, playing I Spy on the telecast <laughs> because the game was so shit. That's appalling. <laughs> Got to say, as a Tigers fan, I'm happy to get the win. The streak continues, but um, you know, it won't go down as as our prettiest victory or or our greatest performance. But I think the Storm, their attack wasn't a patch on what it would normally be with their full complement of players. Even you know, in those conditions, um, they certainly would have asked more questions of the Tigers' um, defensive line had Slater, Cronk, and Smith been available and, for selection. And you have to say Widop as well because he was shifted out to fullback as well. Yeah. So they actually they took one of their functional halves and and moved him out of position. Yeah. So it doesn't say much for you know their their fullback stocks I suppose if they couldn't you know find a winger or someone to throw in there. Yeah, they're probably not putting a whole lot of time into the backup given that Billy Slater's at fullback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they probably I mean they probably didn't throw a hell of a lot into this game. I mean they usually uh I think they have to budget a couple of these Origin games where it's just uh you know a write off. And I think that the NRL has cheated the fans out of you know a potentially good game. Yeah, this this whole round, as we said earlier, there was not one single game that really piqued your interest too much as far as a quality performance by any team. And this was the, this game was the closest to it on paper if the sides weren't affected by Origin. Yeah, exactly. the other games weren't weren't particularly exciting at any, any time of the year, and it just Origin just obviously exacerbated how you know how shit they were. Yeah, clearly this isn't a real true indication of where the Tigers are at. I would have liked to have seen them be more tested with the full strength Storm side. Um, up against them but their form's been built on the back of, of what Keith Galloway and Aaron Woods are doing um, I think Adam Blair slowly trying to find his his feet there and I think this was probably 
his best performance, given it was against his old club, so he wanted to turn one on, I think. Yep. Um, impressive completion rate, as I said, and especially the last two wins have been played in atrocious conditions, and, you know, they have managed to control the ball, which is something they haven't been able to do in the past, you know, in some of their low patches over the last few seasons, even in great conditions. Yeah, it, 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 coincides, with, it coincides with Benji not doing much. You know, kind of st- being more standoffish and and sort of trying to control stuff, but not trying to do the stuff that he's known for. Yeah, he's not uh, he's not going for you know that all out play every time he's got the ball in his hands, and it's working for us. I think Curtis Siren's a nice compliment to Benji in the halves, um, and just yeah, the forwards are doing their job. I'm looking forward to getting Gareth Ellis back and seeing what we can do when we're at 100 percent strength. All right. Devonhead on Twitter said, I thought Team Benji might have put in a bit more for their new skipper. Yeah. Hash Tigers in decline. Hash Chur. Cruzy 6 Gee, Glenn must be proud of Bo as he advertises his doggy shit post-game walk-around. <laughs> Which, yeah, I, I would agree. GT351 underscore Johns. Not the best game, but well done to the Tigers. Another two points. Storm did better than I thought they will. Hash, oh, he's got Hash Tigers on the incline. Then we've got so. uh, Gotta Love Keefe. Oh, fuck, did we win? I nodded off. <laughs> and that guy's Militant Tigers. Yeah, exactly. Cambo96. Eat a dick, Bellamy, you fraud. Hash, purple cheats in decline. Hash, 40 nil and they cheated. Harsh. Tiger underscore Benji. I don't like it when the Tigers refuse to just seal the game. Bad things happen. I preferred 40 nil. Oh, well, it's a win. And, uh, yeah. I must admit, just at the end there, when I saw that last try, I thought this is exactly the type of thing that will happen to the Tigers and we'll get done. Yeah. And if, they had, and if they had have had a halfback in their side, they would have won because, I mean, like that was a third or fourth tackle, that dumb fucking kick. I mean, and you know if Adam Blair's taking a kick on the full, it's the dolliest of dollies you can get. <laughs> <laughs> Reflexes of a cat. <laughs> you, you can say that again. <laughs> oh, yeah, Rachel. Go Tigers. Scrappy win without a doubt, but happy to take the two points wherever we can. Seven in a row. Amen, sister. Bush Lemon. They barely beat the Storm without the big three. Hash Tigers in decline. Shut up, idiot. Hash Hasler's Benji's dad. <laughs> we still never got an explanation <laughs> on why Hasler was JT's dad or whatever it was. <laughs> still the most... Mis- Bush still Lemon. not making any sense. Bush Lemon, you, do you need a prize to tell us what the fuck you're talking about? I mean, come on now. I mean, oh, Clearly he's going to say yes. We're not Pants. The, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not the only ones that have asked the question through the week either about what the hell you're on about. Amanda Rose Long with my tweet of the week. State of Origin defeated the Storm. Tigers get credit. And we've got Math... She's a cow. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Whatever. Math Club NZ. Of all his footy show work, my favourite Bo Ryan bit is his ongoing impersonation of a quality first grader. Isn't he doing it well lately? <laughs> Settle down. Next game. Oh, it's funny. I'm going to do that. I'm probably going to do that sound before every single game. It just gives me a flashback <laughs> to the game. Canberra Raiders, 32, defeated the Newcastle Knights, 16. The points went... It was actually a good crowd, 115,000 and, and change. Yeah, they deserve more. Yeah, they deserve more, but I mean, the, the way they're playing, I mean, both sides are playing. I mean, you know, it's a better crowd than Friday night, you know. Canberra Raiders, their 32 points came from tries to Trevor Thurling, Joel Thompson, Bronson Harrison, and a double to Edric Lee. Croker, 5 of 5 on the goals, plus... A sixth through penalty goals. The Knights, they tries to Willie Mason, James McManus, Dane Gagai in his... Uh, it was his debut for the Knights too, wasn't it? Yes. So uh, he started off Impressive well. step. Tyrone Roberts, two of three on the conversions for their 16 points. Now, this is a game I only saw the highlights of because I was actually uh, up at Sunshine Coast. Weak. 
timekeeping uh, an event. Really? So that was interesting. An yeah. MMA event? Yeah, I, just, I, I, I went up there basically just to be a spectator because Dave was emceeing it. And uh, they go like, oh, yeah, you might have to, you might have to be a timekeeper. Right, and and here's a walkie-talkie. You're gonna need to stage manage and like tell, tell radio the guys backstage and say when the next fighters have got to get ready to come out. <laughs> and then the referee come past. Uh, Jason referee, uh, he, he come past. He said, "Um, are you judging as well?" <laughs> like, no, I'm timekeeping as well. Yeah, you probably shouldn't judge and timekeep. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but it was good times. Edric Lee, as you mentioned, got his double. <clears throat> Super enthusiastic when he scored his points too. Yes. It's good to see someone enthusiastic about playing for the Raiders. Man, I'd love to see him. I mean, you know, you, you wonder where the full-strength Raiders side, you know, if there's a place for him just yet. But, I mean, you know, you've got to keep guys like that in because, I mean, they're the guys that are, you know, their, their enthusiasm is gonna, is what's going to, you know, try and keep it going, you know, when they get a bit of good luck going yeah, anywhere. exactly. I thought Josh Dugan looked a lot more at home in the number six the second time around. Yeah, definitely. He's a bit out of sorts against the Tigers, but... Um, in this performance, he, you know, he did make a few errors as well, but he was he made those errors through trying different things, uh, not by going into his shell and just, you know, dropping the ball or whatever, like he did a couple of times against the Tigers. Um, so good signs. I'm not sure. Clearly, that's not his long term position with Campo. Yeah. Um, you know, still to come back into the side long term. So, uh, but having the ball in your best player's hands more often than not is is always going to be a good thing. So I think that'll work for Canberra in the short term, whether that that's going to be enough to get them over the line, you know, in a majority of games. They were, they were ably assisted by the Newcastle Knights being absolutely fucking atrocious. Oh, for sure. And in previewing this game last week, I mean, we would have acknowledged that they were the two worst sides in the competition at the moment, but I think we would have had them reversed. Yeah, I think we would have had them reversed though and, um, you know, expected Newcastle, especially at home, to come out with the same kind of win, like 32-16, like a fairly decent win with the Raiders. Surprising. I really feel for, as we already touched on it before, but I really feel for the fans of Newcastle. They would have come into this season with so much hope. The Tinkler thing and Bennett coming on board, Darius being inside. They would have, you know... And I'm not sure that they're particularly optimistic as a fan base. I would have think they they would probably have expected some really solid performances. I don't know that would have all been talking up winning the comp or whatever, but... Oh, I think they were pretty much, you know, wasn't that when they installed as favourites or, you know, certainly up there uh, by bookies at the you know, end of last season? Yeah, I still think the, if the fans are honest with themselves, they would have been expecting um, solid performances, certainly a top eight side. Yeah, they've um, actually gotten worse. But, geez, they're fucking hopeless at the moment. Yeah, and I don't f- particularly feel that sorry for them because, I mean, this is just a cautionary tale that you can't buy a premiership. Yeah, Try as they might. It worked for St. George, Nathan. That's Yeah, actually, it tr- it's true. You're right. It's a, that's 100% right. What's the difference? The fact is, you they can brought buy in, Wayne they brought Bennett, in Bennett. They brought in Fluffy. Fluffy, Neville Costigan. Yeah. And... I don't know. They missed out on Jeremy Smith. Maybe that was the key. Bo Scott. Maybe once Bo Scott arrives, that's the answer. Maybe. Maybe. I just can't, yeah. I just can't see daylight for the Knights fans at the moment. It's just, um, fuck it. I can see a Tinkler implosion before I see Newcastle improving. I can see, I can see uh, Tinkler competing in, uh, not competing, performing for manpower before Newcastle (laughs) win anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's I can see Tinkler doing ads for light and easy before <laughs> Newcastle will win three games in a row. <laughs> Tirana three fifty five. The Knights are crap tonight. Hash Tinkler's temper in decline. I think it's the opposite. His, temp- his temper would be in, in the incline. 
Yes. Did you lose your temper? Is that the decline or, or, or it's raising? Yeah. <laughs> Make me a sandwich. The night's playing like crap. Probably because of Kurt Gidley. It's like he wasn't even there. Ash, <laughs> you're, you're shit Gidley. <laughs> <laughs> that is harsh. That's sensational. I'm, I'm loving his tweets. I mean, he's only been on board for probably a month and just sensational work. I love his Twitter handle. Yeah, Make me a sandwich is just the best. Yeah. Aussie 11198. More mistakes in this game than a Barney family reunion. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the game of footy in the Barney family backyard. It'd be like, you'd have to have like, you know, you couldn't even have one hand, one bounce. It'd be like two They'd hands, They'd all have to bounces. play with baskets on their fucking hands so someone <laughs> would catch something. Yeah. And um, he's gone on again to say, uh, that, yep, it's nice to see Boyd and Bennett's first child score his first try for Newcastle brings a tear to the eye. Hash gay guy. Um, <laughs> and quite honestly, people out Is that there... that Fluffy the mum? <laughs> I don't know. But there was a lot Which of... Why uh, has he been such a moody bitch lately? <laughs> There was a lot of Chechen, Chechenish tweets and, and you know, things Inappropriate like... Just calm, just calm the fuck down. We're not reading those ones out. HSV Raiders. Holy shit, can we keep this up? Hash Raiders 2012. Looks like we're moving to the Central Coast. <laughs> ben V1 Hardy. In quotes. Dugan will be tag-teaming Croker as much as possible and staying tight to him. Hash Brandy calling the action. Hash been watching too much lingerie football league. <laughs> Dragons underscore Red V. An entire special school sitting in astrophysics exam would produce less mental errors than what these two teams just served up. And, and Big Dan, 1985. I always have to give him the right of uh, comment on the, on Newcastle games because he's a long-suffering Newcastle fan. I drove up the highway for that. That was pathetic and embarrassing. Time to retire, Wayne. Hash Bennett in decline. Hash Telstra in decline because he'd previously tweeted yeah. that the Telstra reception at Hunter was shit. Not to mention... Dan doesn't actually have a car, so not only did he have to drive up the highway for that, he had to steal the car first. Like Newcastle fans do. Exactly. Next game on Sunday, the 2 o'clock game, we had the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 22, defeating the Gold Coast Titans, 12. Toyota Stadium, sunny. It was, was, well, not sunny, but a daytime game for the Sharkies. Yeah. Just over 8,000 people. Still shit conditions. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Sydney's fucking copping it at the moment. Um... And, uh, See I've, when Jer- Jeremy Smith scored his try? Yeah, he slid over and he put his head out in front of him. It was like a fucking tsunami. But that's like, I mean, yeah, but when you're a kid though, or not even a kid, when you're in, like, even up to high school, we used to love fucking getting out there and playing footy and weather like that. I can still do that. It's, a fucking, it, it's awesome. Uh, that's Cronulla's points. They came two tries. Uh, Colin Best, Jeremy Smith, Isaac DeGoyce, and Chad Townsend. Uh, Chad Townsend was three of four on the goals. Titans, they had tries too. Bo Champion and Matty Sharama. Caesar, two of two. I was surprised in this game. I mean, this is one of those ones where I thought, yeah, Titans on a bit of a roll. Sharks haven't looked the best without Gallen and Carney. Yeah, well, and they were without their two best players. Yep. and Only two players, some people would say. Not I, but, you know, others. Colin Best, 251st grade games, 15 years of, of football. Imagine that. It's incredible, isn't it? It's a testament to how much mediocrity Cronulla has tolerated over the years in their side. Well, I mean, he hasn't only just played for Cronulla. Well, no, no, but I don't want to name names. Did you ever turn out for Manly? <laughs> no. Oh, thank Christ. <laughs> yeah. yeah. South in, in uh, St. George, yeah? And, uh... He's never played for the Tigers, Dane And, start. uh... <laughs> no, no, he hasn't. He hasn't. I wish he had, though. It would just make it so much more I think delicious. the Titans probably would have fancied their chances in this game, given the run of form that they've had lately. Um, and then Princey went down and was ruled out... Yeah, in the lead-up. <laughs> ...prior to kick-off, so... Yeah. Um... 
I suspect that for for a side that is only just starting to claw their way back into this season, that would have knocked their confidence around a little bit. Uh, they were also without their origin players, so um, the ascendancy went to Cronulla, and I think even though the conditions weren't really conducive to high-level footy, the Sharks probably showed a little bit more resolve to adapt to those conditions. I think the conditions were, having said that as well, the conditions were more more suited to Shark style footy, you know, I mean, this year they have become more of a sort of a defensively oriented... Oh, based you know, on the Titans' performances over this season where they generally make about 500 errors a game and can't ho- catch a fucking thing, I would have thought these conditions would have been <laughs> perfectly conducive to Titans footy. <laughs> and what do you know? Well, one shining light for, for the Gold Coast as well was Matty Srama. We've been um, singing his praises since yeah. he came into first grade and he was once again impressive. Um, he just keeps getting better and better no matter what's going on around him in, within that team. And um, I think, uh, in a, again, yet another underwhelming game, I think young Townsend for Cronulla as well. Yep. Um, you know, he's sort of waiting in the wings for his opportunities. Uh, Carney and Robson are going okay in the halves there for Cronulla um, and they're performing fairly strongly as a unit. So... His chances are going to be few and far between, but he certainly made the most of this one. Definitely. Do you have anything else to add? No. Jeremy underscore Jack zero one. Mark Gazzini just called Jeff Robson Jeff Robinson, and then the next sentence he called him Jeff Robbins. <laughs> Hash Gazzini's chin in decline. Super Grover four. The Sharks bounce right back through to Goyce. Obviously, the nightmares of getting bitch tossed by T Rex have stopped. Jesus. And uh, DJ X plane rubbish kicking by Titans. That is what happens when you put Zillman at 5'8". Most useless utility since Chris Bailey. Oh, wow. That is a fucking burn and a half. Good fullback. Yeah, but I mean, remember, was it the start of this season or late last season? He was going great guns in 5'8 as well. Yeah, he carved Tigers up last year at 5'8". Yeah, I mean, he had a couple of real good games there, but um, geez, I'd... You know, I'm all down for Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey hate, but I mean, using him as a weapon against other players, I mean, you know, there's very few players that belong in that uh, lower echelon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that, we didn't get hardly any tweets for that game, so um, probably says it all. Uh, three o'clock game on Sunday, the Brisbane Broncos, 40, defeated the Sydney Roosters, 22. A crowd of just under 10,000 people over there at Allianz slash Aussie slash Sydney Football Stadium. And... The points were as follows. The Broncos, their 40 points came through tries to Peter Wallace, Alex Glenn, Ben Teo, Jared Beale, Corey Norman, Jack Reed, and Lachlan Maranta. And Peter Wallace was 6 of 7 from the boot. Sydney Roosters, their 22 came to tries to Arona, BJ Leilua, Jake Friend, Tautau Moga, and Munga, and Brayton Ass, the 3 or 4 on the conversions. So, we've mentioned the refereeing. Um, yeah. Sad that the refereeing takes centre stage. Went both ways. Again. They both they were, they were diabolical decisions both ways. Sure. They both scored a try through some bullshit, and there was a lot of other stuff. I think it pretty. I think it fairly much evened itself up, which is kind of rare. Which doesn't make it right, but it doesn't. Yeah, definitely doesn't make it right. But I just want to say that I don't think that it cost the Roosters no. the game. Um, Despite the controversy, I think this was just an, as important a win for the Broncos as any that they've had containing their top line players. Um, they. Before their win last week against Newcastle, they were in some pretty scratchy form. Yep. Uh, it put lost, a few losses lost together. Three in a row, was it? And yeah, and and really needed that win last week. And to to back up again in this game and without their Origin players and and turn it up against the Roosters and come away with a loss, um, you know they would have stumbled yet again through the Origin period, which they really can't afford to do with some other teams breathing breathing down their neck. Cough, Tigers, cough. Um, <laughs> so 
<laughs> yeah, this was it was pretty impressive to put forty points on the Roosters, um, considering some of the talent they had out. That uh, Moga Munga Munga, um, slowly but surely living up to the hype. Well, it took mean, a long time for him to get a run in. First yeah, it took game. a long time for him to get a run, and I mean, his first game was uh, was he, his first or second game where he didn't do much of anything. Mm. I think it must have been his first game. First one, I think. Second game, and then he's he start. He's just gradually coming on. Um, you know how how many opportunities he gets. I guess it remains to be seen. Sure. But um, yeah, the Roosters really have a touch of softness about him, I reckon, which yeah. is surprising to say given some of the forwards they got on their side. Well, you know, but some of those forwards as well, when you look at, I mean, if you're talking about guys like Letters and that, I mean, they love to put a hit on, but they don't necessarily like to, and Kennedy as well, actually, I want to bundle him under the same, they like to put a hit on and, you know, be sort of grubby and, you know, niggly. Yeah. But when the hard work, it's just time to actually just dig in and do the hard stuff. You're saying Letters doesn't like hard work? Yeah. How fucking dare you? I'm fucking saying it. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. He's a hit man. He likes putting the hits on. He likes defending 20 metres out from the opposition's try line. He loves defending that shit because he can put some hits on. And yeah, But when it comes down and he's on his own try line, or doing wow. the hard stuff 20 metres out from his own line. Wow. It's like you're eating your own young, you fucking hamster. <laughs> <laughs> young uh, Lachlan Maranta. Yeah. Got the double on Dubu. He did. Might want to uh, brush up on the held rule. But well, I, mean, I guess you, know, you play to the whistle. If it's going to get you a try every game, why not? No, look, yet another example of the Broncos nurturing that young talent and bringing it through the grades. Um, no doubt he'll be a fucking origin player in a season and a half or so. Yep. they got a knack for it. Yep, and then the thoroughbreds will have to reach into their brown oh, paper bags yeah. again to keep Jeez, him there. you're a bitter individual, Nathan. <laughs> it's, are you, it's, dis- it's disgusting. Are you saying I'm wrong? No, of course not. Gee, the silence is deafening, isn't it? <laughs> it's easy to take pot shots at the guy who speaks the truth, but no. Exactly. I'm Your silence says it all. You've got no evidence to back it up. That's, That's because brown saying. paper bags are untraceable. It's not like a second set of books or something, is it? <laughs> ATO, audit all members of the thoroughbreds, <laughs> and you will find the, you'll find the dead bodies and the skeletons. <laughs> now, do you have anything else to add to the game? Um, you know... Roosters incredibly soft. Broncos certainly did what they had to do, and as you know, at the end of the day, it comes away. It's a very good win for them, um, without you know their origin guys. Yes, uh, I agree. It's you know I I refuse to to term it as like you know the baby Broncos and all that bullshit. I mean, because that's I don't just, really buy into that anymore. I, I I've never bought into it, and I mean, the fact you should never have bought into it because the one time that the whole thing where they made their name was against the Tigers. It was true. They were all about eight years of age and they knocked yeah. the Tigers off. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, the Tigers. That's where it came from. Yeah, that's, I know that's where it that came from. That was a real baby Broncos, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the Tigers. You they know. were all a bunch of foals just wandering around on gimpy legs. <laughs> and they still had enough to beat the West Tigers. Yeah, yeah, but since then, I mean, I think that term's been overused. That was really like, Tigers in decline back then. Yeah, yeah we'll, put a, we'll, put a kid in, we'll put a kid in on his debut. Oh, shit. Baby Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, one, that one rookie just nullified 16 players. <laughs> and admittedly, they had, they had you know a couple of youngsters in their side, but the Broncos' entire side is built on youngsters you know these days so they're certainly it's not like they're you know the gimpy little foals like you were just talking about yeah and Miranta he proved he was no foal either I mean he ran alright when he got up from the yeah, without being called held um, Cambo96 said it looks like the Roosters have hired the Titans crowd counter 9,000 my ass. hash Cox in decline hash Truth in decline hash and this is not a typo I'm presuming Brianne Smith in decline I reckon if someone started up a business yep. with like 
stuffed dolls, human stuffed dolls, right? Yep. Like Cabbage Patch Kids, you say? Like? Yeah, but like human-sized ones. Different oh, oh, sizes. full-size, okay, yeah. Seat warmer sort of guys. And sold it to football clubs, such as the Roosters or the Titans. Customised their jersey or, or whatever. Um, and just, you know, seats that are empty. Not all of them, but like a majority. Just enough stuff. Better a camera on TV. Just, the camera just flies by. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something that looks more realistic, more realistic than coloured seats. Than just a blue seat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make a fucking fortune. Yeah, expensive that would be. I reckon. I reckon they'd just be happy just not to have the person there. Because you, I mean, I don't think you could make them for less than you know, like three hundred bucks. Go to China. China be able to do it. <laughs> www.fakepeople.com. I think they're called real dolls. <laughs> well, they are expensive. Or so I've heard. <laughs> Cruzio six. Love a roast chook on Sundays. Hash. Love a Sunday Arvo footy. Oh, how positive are you, Shabugan? Holy fuck, the Chooks game had some shocking officiating. What's Shabugan? Is that what that guy out of Street Fighter says? <laughs> Shabugan! Shabugan! And he shoots a fireball. You know what I'm talking about. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's not what he's saying at all. Okay. <laughs> And uh, I take it, I take it you'll 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 defer to my authority, given that there's a whole bunch of Street Fighter figures up there on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sounds like it. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> and <laughs> he's going to hash everyone in decline as well. <laughs> One hundred and two, Megan, Roosters ball, Broncos ball, Broncos ball. Then he got up and ran rather than playing the ball. WTF? Such a bad decision in capitals. Stuart Marler. Not as bad a decision as becoming a Roosters fan. Oh, no, no, indeed. Stuart Marler. Two refs is like adding water to cordial. The NRL thinks it gives us more cordial, but we know it just gives us hash diluted cordial. That's Can I just say, Nathan, just yes. as you bring up cordial. Yes. The dilution of cordial these days. Geez, they're making some strong-ass fucking cordial. I well, remember back in my day. Yeah. I used to have to put approximately three centimetres of cordial in a normal cup. Okay, a cup being how many centimetres tall? Like a, like, you know, like, like a high... one of those cups over there, right? Okay, so like a, so like a, tall, like like a, a tall, standard like, like a high ball. So, okay, so like yeah. a tall one, yeah. Okay. Fill it up with water. That, that was it... my desired taste. Yeah, okay. Now, if I did that, yeah. wouldn't sleep for a fucking week. Really? So you're saying it's getting, actually it's getting stronger? Yes. Well, there you go. I mean, you can't say that about many products this day. This day no, age. exactly right. Well, there you go. I, I I can't remember last time I had cordial, so I couldn't tell you. But This um, week in cordial. This, this week in cordial. <laughs> it's brought to you by... Cotties. <laughs> Get on it, Glenn. We need a sponsorship deal from Cotties. My dad talks about footy and then goes off on a random tangent something, about cordial. Something, Cotties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go on to the next game. Enough about that. New Zealand Warriors, Monday Night Football Bitch, of course. New Zealand Warriors, 30, defeated the Penrith Panthers, 16, out at Centibet Stadium with 5,778 hardy souls that I'm not going to... Could you imagine how fucking cold it would have been at Penrith? I am not giving anyone shit about that about that crowd because it was diabolical. Have you ever been to Penrith at this time of year, Nathan? I've never been ever? to Penrith fucking period. Well, I commend you for that decision, <laughs> but I've never been west, been to Penrith I've, I've never been west of I've never been west of, uh, of uh, Olympic Park, ANZ Stadium. So what's that, Lidcombe? You disgust me. I've been to Punchy, though. Punch by station. <laughs> Shilfin. That's heaps sick, eh? <laughs> Can I just say, Penrith yep. is possibly the sphincter of the world at this time of year. 
followed by closely by Lithgow. Which our friend Dan. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Strawberry Blonde. Strawberry Blonde. That's what all the cool rangers are calling their red hair these days. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. <laughs> where uh where he hails from. So he actually hails from the colon of the world. Yeah. And yeah. travels out to the sphincter of the world yeah, yeah. to watch his footy. Drives down to small intestine to get into the city. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, that's Parramatta Road, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, fucking! If part of the small intestine has been removed <laughs> for cancer, that oh, road's right. fucking horrible. Yeah, can I just say? Yeah, but hey, that's another tangent. And on top of that, it was pissing with rain. Yeah, it's yeah. cold without the rain. Yeah, I saw someone um, tweet. I think it may have been Vossi tweeting that um, those 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 fans that were out there in that shit, they deserve to get free entry to every game for the rest of the season. And I would agree wholeheartedly. It was absolutely terrible. And to get almost 6,000 people there, was that's that's a credit to the club. My dad used to live in St. Mary's. Yep. And in winter, I used to have an electric blanket, literally three blankets on, mm-hmm. and go to bed with like tracksuit pants, a jumper, and a beanie on. Yep. And then I stopped visiting dad in winter. <laughs> <laughs> and then he died. And I, and I thought... At least I'll never have to go back and win her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm trying to find positives in every situation. It's what I do. I'm a positive person. You just take it. You just, you just sunk the mood of this show. <laughs> um, let's just go through the points first. New Zealand Warriors, their 30 points came from a double to the beast. Manu Vatuve. James Maloney, Kevin Locke, Conrad Hurrell got tries as well. And Maloney was 5 of 5. Now, the Panthers, they got uh, tries through uh, Jeff Daniela, Kevin Kingston, Josh Mansour, and two of three conversions from Lukey Walsh. What about the Hurella Kane? The Hurrell Kane, yeah. The fucking worst nickname ever. We can dish out some shit nicknames. Yeah. That's fucked. Who said Hurella Kane, though? I think the guy that says Matteo and Matulino. Oh, did he really? Matuvai. Did he really? Johnson. Maloney. <laughs> Maloney. <laughs> Mandarin. <laughs> All right. Um, Enough yeah. about that. Yeah, he wasn't around. He wasn't at this game. Let's not bring no, he up. wasn't. Uh, Another yeah. team adapting to the conditions, which we had a couple of in a, in a round of pretty much shit football. Uh, but the Warriors kicking game in the first half was, was their key to victory, I think. Yeah. Despite the fact that they worked hard to build a lead based on, on that kicking game. Mm-hmm. Gave that lead up, yep, and then had to basically win the game again. But to be fair, I mean, you know, it was you know, it was against the run of play. It was an intercept and everything, you know. So they had they hadn't been they the game didn't really turn around in terms of you know the possession or the you know the territory that kind of thing. It was against the run of play. It turned it, around it where it mattered most. Yeah, it? on the scoreboard. Yeah, of course. But uh, you know, second half killed it. Killed it. They certainly uh, they did you know far better and uh, held the Panthers to nil. Um, Kevin oh, Locke again yeah. plays a key role in a Warriors victory. I thought he was yep. really good. His combination with Matteo and Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> like how old, like Matteo would be the oldest a lot. Locke looks like he's about eight. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 definitely. And I'm pretty sure Johnson's actually thirteen. Yeah, about thereabouts. Yeah. Fucking how many years of first grade have they got left in them? Oh, you know, this at their current rate, like you know, probably what thirty. Unless Matteo morphs back into Parramatta Matteo. Well, I mean, you know, he's that. That's that happens now. That happens fortnightly. 
I mean, he's, you know, he's not out of the woods yet. I mean, he's been fairly quiet for a large portion of this. So he started off fantastically well, dipped badly, you know, uh, through the, you know, I guess rounds through what, probably about around six through, you know, 12. Yeah. Uh, glimpses of his best, uh, you know, starting to emerge again. But yeah, you know, he's still fair. He's still a fair bit away. Um, Just, if they, like, that's a pretty strong, between you, you I guess you're you full back, you're half back. I don't know what they're going to do for a five-eight next season. Yeah, I mean they they're going to have to try and buy someone, surely. I mean, but you know who's available? Not Benji. Yeah, not foreign. Who else? Any other Kiwi five eights out there? Not Braith and Nasta. Braith and Nasta. May as well be a Kiwi. <laughs> the Warriors. Oh, I'm zero. not convinced on the Warriors, eh? I I really want to be because I I do I like the the way they play their football when they're at their best, but... Like, the Warriors, I mean, at their best, they, they play, you know, a really attractive brand of football. It's great great fun to watch. Uh, very entertaining. Uh, at their worst, they're absolute gronks, um, you know, and it's always a constant battle for a coach and just general, as an organisation, it's a constant battle to keep them towards the diamond side of the equation rather than rocks. When they get it right, like the later half of last season, it took them all the way through to the grand final because you've got to remember they lost five in a row at some point at the start of that season too. Sure. Um, and this season, same thing. I mean, they started, you know, they, they lost the first game, but they, you know, they went yeah, okay. Yeah, but you don't want to hate on teams that lose five games in a row because sometimes the best teams in the competition lose five games in a row and there's no slur on them. You know what? I can't remember the last time Storm lost five in a row. can't remember the last time Manly lost five in a row either. Hmm. So the best teams in the competition don't lose five in a row, Glenn. Right? <laughs> Even the Broncos only managed three. And they were running out there with fucking toddlers. We're not talking about the Broncos, Nathan. <laughs> we're talking about the Warriors defeating Penrith. And yeah. Penrith, were, Penrith in the second half, when they weren't a million miles away from snatching the game. No, no, hell no. They couldn't put a try on if their fucking lives depended on it. They were yeah. woeful in attack at some points. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, do you want to talk all about uh, Lockie Coote? I want to talk about the fact that I don't think Travis Burns likes Lockie Coote very much. And uh, and you would evidence that based on? Uh, based on the game not all that long ago where Penrith were trying to get back into a game mm-hmm. and Lockie Coote, it was just before half-time, yeah. and Lockie Coote went to chip over the top from his own 20. Yeah, that was actually, that was when they lost 30-0 to Manly at Brookvale. Oh, was it? Yeah. And That was right before half-time, yeah. And Travis Burns was up Lockie Coote for the rent. Yeah, on the way off the field. And then this yeah. game, when, uh, again, they were trying to put points onto... Um, I'm not sure it was to take the lead, but certainly to stay in the game. And Lockie Coote overran... Well, Luke Walsh, unfortunately, bobbled the ball, yeah. which caused Lockie Coote to overrun the ball. They called yeah. it forward. Yep. And I don't know if anyone else saw Travis Burns' reaction to that at the bottom of your screen. I didn't see it, no. Um, oh, fucking Jesus. <laughs> Blowing up. up, jumping in the air, like waving his fist and it's like having Travis some Burns sort doesn't of think, It's like he doesn't think that anyone else wants it as much as he does or... Yeah, he's probably learned it off Thurston when he was up in North Queensland. He's like that whole, i got to do it all myself thing, except he doesn't have like the talent to do it all himself like Thurston has done on occasion. Like, the fact that it was a wet night, Walsh was, he's bobbled a ball, which yeah. is creating, you know. That was not something to blow up about. I mean, he's unlu- he unlucky, yes. Yeah. And he was like, he like almost hulked up, you know, like well, the I best, get when... The best thing you can say about him, though, is that like he, he does, he's an intense... Competitor. Yeah, I, I love that competitiveness. Yeah. yeah. That that's actually 
reminds me of myself. Only I do it like in insignificant stuff like work and family barbecues and stuff. <laughs> Play time with your son. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he tries to throw at Johnny Adams, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm going to spear tackle Johnny Adams." <laughs> well, Johnny Adams needs to be taught a lesson, Nathan. You don't always win all the time, and sometimes when you play against the West Tigers, you do get an elbow in the face. Sometimes. <laughs> Poor Jackson. <laughs> R.I.P. Johnny Adams. <laughs> so, uh, Travis Burns, anger management. Yeah, not going to help. That's my recommendation. Not going to help. I yeah. love his competitiveness, but that can, at times, also have a detrimental effect on your teammates, especially yeah. someone as psychologically fragile as Lachlan Coote. Yeah, in, and uh, Lockie Coote, uh, he's been... Uh, Jennings he's dropped. Yeah, <laughs> he's been, he's copped a bit of the old Michael Jennings selection crisis. Yeah, who um, knew Travis Burns was a selector? <laughs> yeah. Now uh, let's go to the Twitter. Cambo ninety six had a great intercept try for Penrith by Manhor. He must get his pace by dodging angry husbands. Berkeley underscore Eagle. I'm just going to let that go straight through keeper. Because I know you love Cambo's tweets. Berkeley underscore Eagle. Of course, dickhead. Thank fuck this hash Vuvuzela NRL round is over. Fuck the footy's been shit this weekend. Zzz. Amen. Devon Head. Smartest thing that guy's ever said. Devon Head. Someone wake me up when Origin's over. The footy this weekend has been of the Vuvuzela kind. Maybe we could have Vuvuzela round. Why don't you just lay in your fucking trough, you fucking pig? Oof. Tirana 355. Mansour is a gun. Hash come to Manly. <laughs> he is actually going well, isn't he? He is. The and here we go. This is this is uh this is uh Quigley, the underscore Q seventy eight. The Warriors have found a way for Big Manu to score tries without dropping the ball, just falling on it. Has <laughs> catching ability in decline. <laughs> and uh, I have to have to give a um a big tweet uh, to uh, Quigley's mate because he didn't actually address that to us. And so his mate's calling and going, hey, maybe you should add at TWI League to those tweets so that <laughs> yeah. I can follow it now I found it. Quigley's so, Twitter ability in decline. Well, he's only he was only, you know, an egg last week. So he's uh he's learning. He's got a picture now, he's not an egg anymore. <laughs> so he's uh, he's slowly learning. And it's good to have him on board. I'm not well, I'm not insulting you listeners. Oh, that's my job. Previews for round uh, 15 of the NRL season. Gee, we're getting through it. Hopefully a better quality round. Oh, well, I mean, you know, all depending on the injuries that occur in origin. I mean, let's, you know, hope nothing happens to anybody so we can get some decent footy this week. We're going to kick off on Friday night with the St. George Illawarra Dragons versus the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. So uh, I guess at the start of the season, that would have been, you know, perhaps earmarked as, you know, one of the... Uh, Matches of the season, certainly like a finals. As it turns out now, it's going to be an absolute fucking shellacking. You'd think so. Into the Bulldogs. You'd think so, wouldn't you? I mean, it's down in Wollongong. Uh, The Dragons certainly do play, you know, play well down there. I mean, they have a fair home record. Dogs, you know, the consistency is not, you know, 100% there, in my opinion. But, um, you know, they're a better side than the Dragons. The way they're going at the moment, the Dragons' defense is still okay, but, um, yeah, still fairly good. They muscle up, and if they don't, you know, get penalised, you know, if the referee's not looking at the the laying on the tackle players and the laying tactics, then you know their defence holds quite well. The problem that they have is that they can't score points at all at the moment. So, with that in mind, 
I think uh, it's not going to be a low-scoring game. They're going to need to score more than sort of you know twelve points that I think they have in them to uh, to ben win Barber the game. Score that on his own. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and so I think the doggies will win this one uh, fairly comfortably in the end. Agreed. Next game we have on Friday night, the one that uh, Queenslanders will be forced to watch. North Queensland Cowboys versus the Brisbane Broncos up at Dairy Farmers Stadium. Well, obviously highly, highly dependent on what happens in the State of Origin game, this one, because there are numerous players on both sides of the equation that are... So any injuries could really throw the mix out there. I don't like to tip against Jonathan Thurston backing up from Origin, so I'm going to tip a Cowboys victory in this one. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that i got against that is that um, the Cowboys, they've... uh, in their recent times, Thurston plays for the Cowboys. <laughs> Jonathan plays for the Cowboys, but they uh they they lost to the, the, you know disgracefully to the Tigers, and they lost to the to, to the Titans again. And not only that, they were like kind of scoreless until you know probably fifty. What do you mean minutes. disgracefully to the Tigers? To the Tigers are on a seven game winning streak, my friend. Fourteen team in the competition. They're on they're on a seven game Gronk kicking quest, and uh and and the Cowboys were the Gronks of that week. Wow. Now, um, and as as evidenced by um the, the following lacklustre performance against the Titans where they had the ball for like the first seven minutes straight, I think, and couldn't score a point. Uh, so with that in mind... Side in the NRL. So with that in mind, I think with the Broncos, if they come out of origin okay without any significant injuries, then I think they're going to roll them easy. Lachlan Maranta keeps his spot. At the expense the of whom? The Broncos. Sorry? At the expense of whom? Who's missing the, 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 um, that they can find still find a spot for him after origin? I guess they've moved yeah, Beal into the, the centres and Hodges is out. Oh, so Hodges, is, is he... Is, well, Unless he's been rested. Oh, that's right. They do the... Oh, well, that could change things, actually, yeah. So who else Who else can you see has been rested? Is Parker playing? Yes. Starting or bench? Starting. Who else you got? And obviously, Thorday's injured, so he's Thorday's, So he's still going to be injured, though. I mean, they're, they're assuming he's not going to be able to play. What was the timing on Thorday, actually? I saw he was out. Petro. Petro's also being rested. Penn Hannett's playing. I still think that gives the Broncos enough, but um, yeah, that does change things No, they don't have a Jonathan Thurston. And I think him backing up from Origin will be enough to get the Cowboys home in a tight game. It's possible, and it's going to probably be closer than than I would have expected. I still expect the Broncos to win, though. So, Broncos fans, there you go. I've said that I expect your team to win. If they lose, expect to be slaughtered mercilessly <laughs> next week's show. Okay, the next one we've got here. It is the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks against the Warriors, the 5.30 game on Saturday. This one's at Toyota Stadium. Warriors, they travelled okay last week. They we'll, did, backing we'll, up from Monday night footy, though. I don't like it. Monday night in an absolute quagmire as well. Yeah. Um, yeah their, their, their side remains fairly unchanged. Uh, the Sharkies, I don't have the side in front of me for the Sharkies. It was like after I printed this Carney out. Carney and Gallon will be named, so you'd expect them to play. Injuries permitting, or lack thereof permitting. Yep. And uh, I, I presume that the, uh, we're going to see the Sharkies uh, roll forward on the back of um, the euphoria that um, Gallon and Carney are feeling after winning the Origin. You never know, mate. You just never know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sharks at Toyota Park all day. Yep. Formidable opposition. Warriors backing up from Monday night. Um, away from home, they've got the odds stacked against them and I can't see it happening for them. And they can't do two diamonds in a row, especially with the Monday night thing. Okay, the 7.30 or one of the 7.30 games we have here is, well, actually this 7.30 game this week, Parramatta Eels versus South Sydney Rabbitohs at ANZ Stadium at Olympic Park. And uh, 
Yeah, this one, as as with all games, I mean, there's a couple of key origin players in this one too, like Jared Hayne and Inglis. Sure. Uh, of course, there's you know some other guys in there as well. Eels. What are we going to say about the Eels? I mean, can they uh, keep their recent kind of, you know, average average form up? Wow. I mean, average, you know, almost winning form. Almost. Almost winning form. I mean, they took the Dragons to the, they took the Dragons all the way. They did. They uh, they jagged the win. Uh, I've got a strange feeling about the Eels, but I just can't do it to myself. I think I'm going to have to go with the Rabbitohs, but um, I suspect this might be a bit closer than what people think. Um and that seems a bit strange given the way the Eels are travelling and the Rabbitohs have Inglis, Dave Taylor and a bunch of other quality players in this side. So just got a, a strange feeling that Jared Hayne might continue his recent run. And win the game single-handedly? How about Inglis? He's well, been on a recent very run too. close to it. And Inglis has been in equally as good a form, I guess. So um, I think Rabbitohs, based on the fact that Inglis is supporting cast at the moment, is in better form than the than the guys trying to help Jared Hayne out. So I think the Rabbitohs yeah. will get there. Yep. Okay, but you're saying that you know you got a feeling that the eels might do something. Yeah, I, I don't think the eels are without a chance by, by any stretch. All right, I think I mean you have to go with the rabbitos probably because I mean they just you know who knows with the eels. I mean I'll reserve my judgment though if someone announces their retirement. If Luke Burt announces his retirement <laughs> through the week, then I'll flip my tip. But I think I'm going to go rabbitos. Okay, Sunday two o'clock game. This one's at Skill Park Rabina. It is the Gold Coast Titans versus the Penrith Panthers. So Penrith, you know, better form lately. Um, much better form lately. Um, Titans also, you know, have improved over the last month as well. Definitely. Both sides, though, coming off losses in their last outing. Lockie Coote dropped, as we said. Josh Mansour goes to fullback. Yep. Jennings so, is back in the side. Yep. And, of course, they're saying that this Lockie Coote dropping, it it does show why Penrith fought so hard to, uh, although they lost Gordon to the Sharkies, not to release him this season, you know, when he comes back from injury. Really? Yeah, so I have a feeling that we'll see Gordon uh, again this season in the Panthers side as soon as he comes back. He's due to come back. Well, they expected Lachlan to start playing like shit and need to be dropped. Well, you know, despite what Panthers fans will have you believe, Lachlan Coote isn't the first choice fullback of that club. He was always going to lose to Gordon. Um, ultimately, the Panthers know that. And that's I, surprising to hear. That's That's not the whispers I've heard out of the Panthers club, but... Well, I mean, the 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 players, the, the players, the fans want to believe, you know, that the club knows best, and that, um, you know, if they're letting Gordon go, then that means that Lockie Coote is better. Is better. It's short memories, forgetting the form of Gordon versus Coote over the last couple of seasons with both of them having. Opportunities well, I think Gordon's probably... a better player, hands down. Yeah, I agree. That's not to say that the Penrith hierarchy don't rate Lockie Coote as an overall package to the club higher than they rate Michael Gordon. Maybe, maybe they expect Lachlan Coote to get a call up to game three of Origin by dropping him down to the Wolves and then he'll come back. <laughs> and then he'll, then he'll come back with some form. They've got, because uh, Jennings, they've got a history of it. Jennings is back playing his first game for the Panthers in about a month, I reckon. Yes. So, Between suspension, being unavailable for Origin and being dropped to the Windsor Wolves. Yeah. So, who's going to take this one out? It's up at the Gold Coast, but the Titans, you know, it's not necessarily a fortress for the Titans. No. It's a pretty well-unmanned fortress, if it is. Um, I'm going to say the Panthers. I, think I the don't Panthers really know do why. It. I've just got a bit of a feeling. Yep. I think, and, and once again, this is uh, a little origin-dependent as well. I mean, if New South Wales can jag a win on Wednesday night, then guys like uh, like Tim Grant, 
yeah. are going to, you know, grow an extra leg. So, um, if he plays. What do you mean if he plays? Well, he's been in doubt with a hamstring. Yeah, but I mean, then you hear like guys they like Gallant. the world's best origin warmer upper Aaron Woods. But, but, then you hear, but then you hear guys like, you know, Gallant saying, no, there's nothing in that. He's all right. He's going to play. So, yeah, I guess who you believe. It's all ducks and drakes at this time of the you know, preparation origin anyway. Sure. But yeah, I think the Panthers probably the better of the sides recently. Or the Titans, you know, apart from they had a bit of a blip uh, last week, but, you know, they've been going okay. I'm going to tip the Panthers by eight points. Next game, we have the West Tigers versus the Sydney Roosters. Leichhardt Oval means Tigers win. Yes. I don't On a care. sunny Sunday afternoon, Leichhardt Oval, Tigers by 1,000. What if it's a quagmire shithole pissing with rain Sunday Tigers afternoon? Tigers by 950. <laughs> the Roosters are, are terrible. I mean, we've spoken about the bad form of uh, the Knights and the Raiders at the moment, but the Roosters, you know, they're, they're thereabouts as well as one of the shittier teams in the competition. And... Um, you know, they'll have their origin players back, but I don't think it's going to help them. And uh, Tigers, I mean, once again... We'll make again, a sorry example. It's been something along the lines of, what are we at, a 30 nil? We've had a 40 nil. This would be 50 nil. 50 nil. All right. There you go. You heard it first. And finally, the match of the season on Monday night. Of course, well, of course. NRL. That's where you put your marquee that's, matchups. That's where you put your big matchups. I mean, you know, we're so everyone can see them on free to Oh, no, that's right. Foxtel's not free to air, is it, you fucking dickheads? All right. Why Manly. would you play the Tigers? I mean, of course you play the Tigers and Roosters on a Sunday afternoon when you've got this game up, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you play Spooner Palooza at 3 o'clock on Channel 9, 4 o'clock on Channel 9, and then now we've got a... See, now you're just being a cock. You've got the informed <laughs> team of the competition playing against... It and. Yeah, an underwhelming team, fair enough, but it's certainly far from Spoonapalooza. <laughs> Could decide a spoon for one of them. This is raising the Tigers for and against a Palooza. <laughs> okay, so back to the, the match of the season at hand. The manly, mighty manly Ringer Seagulls. Oh, you almost forgot it. the cheating Melbourne Storm at Brookvale Oval, which makes this the Battle of Brookie Part 2. The most anticipated rematch since... Junior Dos Santos and Cain Velasquez. <laughs> Anderson Silver and Charles Sonnen. Yes, that's, that's probably more anticipated. Um, and yeah, what a great match it's going to be. Let's have a look down the sides and let's see. Uh, obviously, there's still, still full of fucking manly players. Still some, still some, uh, still some mad eye suspension issues here from the, <laughs> from the look of that side uh, with Dean Vare in the four. Um, most of the uh, the other side though is uh, as per program, I guess. Um, yeah, appears to be. So, you know, provided people get through Origin, I guess the only real uh, iffy player in, in terms of getting through Origin is Watmo because he's sort of carrying an injury into the game. Uh, so we'll see how he goes with that. But um, he's a weapon. He'll needle up and do what needs to be done, especially Storm, for this. Storm won't win at Brookvale. Not going to happen. I think the, it, it basically comes down to that, uh, to around uh, 2008, the last time we played them in the regular season where they won the game at Brookvale 16-10. I think it was 16-12. Um but that was the turning point in the in the the relationship between the two sides, as far as the Storm always having the upper hand, and uh, obviously then following that, you know, you had forty nil, and it got the monkey well and chill off the back. Last time uh, when they did have the uh, Brookie brawl, I think it turned out to be about eighteen four, and it was a try. Slater scored a try right on full time, a consolation try to get those points. Um, and you got a rowdy cheer for it too. He did, yeah, a rowdy cheer. Uh, now. I can't imagine there being too much biff in this one. Although Darcy Lussick's in the side, Ryan Hitchliff's in the side. 
Uh, maybe they'll cross paths. There's no Adam Blair, who was the clear instigator of most of the hostilities. So without him there, I'd he say... He just sorted shit out. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of gunpowder on, on, on the field in this game, but um, there's no Zippo. He plays for the West Tigers now, so no one's going to uh, you know, really tip any petrol on the whole thing. So I'd imagine... And also, there's you know, quite a... With the storm, but you know, there's you know, a bit of turnover with the forwards as well. A couple of these guys wouldn't know what the fuck we're talking about. We're talking about Brookie Brawls. So, um, yeah, I expect uh, Manly to win. Jason Rolls will give up fucking ruck penalties before he gets into a fight. Yeah, exactly. Ryan Hinchliffe, I mean, he learnt last time. He's not going to fucking stay anywhere near And I don't think he'll be elbowing anyone in the face when they tackle him either. Because <laughs> uh, he learnt the hard way after he was uh, bitch slapped and then put out on the street to earn some money for his pimp after that effort. Um <laughs> Hoffman, you know, he's never been one for fisticuffs. It's His face f- would indicate otherwise, but... Well, I mean, he's, you know, that just means he's good at receiving them, not, <laughs> not so good at throwing them. Um, so, look, you know, the Storm is still a form team of the competition. They kind of go into the game, you know, pending origin injuries. They're going to the side. I mean, they- Having said that, mate, they're not on a seven-game winning streak, so they're not exactly the form team of the competition, are they? Mate. They're on top of the ladder. Doesn't make him the fallen team of the competition, eh? And, uh, well, you know, actually Manly's on a better run than them as well. So, uh, Manly, fallen team of the competition. And uh, playing against the Storm, top team of the competition. But, you know, they obviously, you know, like other like other sides that are on seven-game winning streak, they've had their record against Gronk sides. Uh, Manly, of course, you know, been punching with champions non-stop, you know, defending their title against the best of the best. Uh, and these Manly by 13. And these pretender, pretender sides will be Manly exposed. Manly by 13. Thanks, Glenn. Round 15 buys, Canberra and Newcastle, sparing us all another, <laughs> another repeat of that absolute gronk fest. They, didn't, they weren't actually supposed to have the buy. They've been suspended from rugby league. <laughs> for, yeah, for, for bringing the game into disrepute. That is full time for episode 91. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. We're creeping, like up to up. The, yeah, we're creeping up to the 1,000 mark. We blasted through 900 barrier. I think we're 903, 904. So um, as I said at the top of the show, welcome to the new Facebook fans uh, that have liked it up this week. It's good with the new timeline land on Facebook with all the admin stuff. You get to see like individually, sure. like, you know, these guys liked it. Well, so uh, we can see who you are and we can see who the various numbers are and um don't forget to follow our individual accounts on twitter at sportsfans life and at nathan is a cockhead yeah i mean at nathan gearless um you know follow or not sorry just follow at twi league to start with and if you know if you especially want to uh, you know get on board then follow the other ones as well but i mean i'm not after you know a massive uh follower spree fellow one yeah follow or not there's no pressure just saying, they should get a dose of your personal fucking bullshit before they start saying how great you are on the show. Just saying. <laughs> All right, iTunes reviews. We got a couple this week, and uh, 66% of them are fantastic. Top shelf, five stars. Bye. Why kick a cat along? Best league podcast I've listened to. Mind you, it's the only one, but it's got me looking forward to downloading it each week. A great blend of insight and humour that gets me laughing in the car and makes me overlook these Gronk's bias towards Manly and the Tigers. I mean, really, the Tigers? In decline. Ha <laughs> ha. Para on the comeback. Two in a row with the bye. Wow. <laughs> I have no response to that dribble. And we got this one. Uh, hash. People giving one star in decline. Five stars. By our friend Michael Tracy, who is... Uh, Long Your time friend. listener, almost since uh, almost since day one. Yeah, fairly early on the piece anyway. Your friend. 
How anyone can give this dynamic duo one star is beyond me. Yes, the dynamic duo has changed. It's no longer Batman and Robin, it's Nate and Pilkington. And while some may not like their blatant homerism, it's what makes this show enjoyable and funny. Your friend. I didn't actually expand it. There's more to that, but I didn't actually expand it. So, um, sorry, Mick. <laughs> we'll rest out next time. <laughs> How rude. Oh, it's these, I don't know why iTunes just don't fucking show the whole things. I mean, there wasn't that much more in there. Then, Drew. The title, the title of the review is Drew. So, it's like, you know, he just puts his own name in there. One star. It's like a. It's another one of these. Another one of these. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. They're I mean, coming thick and fast. I'd say it's like he puts his. It's almost time to give up the podcast. I mean, he's saying Drew. Like it's like he, all he can say is his own name. He's like Hodor or something. And like you know, <laughs> actually, you will get that reference. Now you will. You know who Hodor Hodor is now? Is that the big guy that carries the cripple around? Yeah, and yeah. all he says is Hodor. Yeah. Hodor. <laughs> Drew. By the <laughs> underscore Druth. So I think he means he's the truth or the Druth or. Fucking imbecile. I've given this a few listens, but just can't get into it. That's okay. Too long. You didn't listen last year, clearly. Too stupid. Come on now. Too, be more, too, more specific. Too cliche. It's hardly insulting. Too cliche. Really? Yeah. So we're just like every other footy program. Apparently, yeah. Right. First we get the news, i.e. stories read word for word from tabloid newspapers, and this is followed by an inane uninformed chat about said story then there's the blow by blow reviews of each game up to five days after the game was played um blow by blow reviews that's clearly something that we haven't done this season because mm. we changed that anyway worth- maybe he's listened last year's <laughs> hey I'm not finished worthless cut it down by 75% and it may be better worthless eh worthless absolutely worthless Thank you for taking the time to review our podcast on iTunes. Agree. And um, unfortunately for you, the 190-odd five-star reviews are probably going to overshadow your one-star review that you and yes. uh, your other two mates that were sent to give one-star reviews gave us. We don't begrudge anyone giving us a one-star review. Exactly. Take but- your ears and bash them up your ass because we don't need them listening to our show. Yep. P.S. And- fuck off. Yeah, and... um. I put the name into Google, and unfortunately for our fine listeners of the show, this guy wasn't a sexual deviant. So, <laughs> so, like other people giving us one star. So there's nothing funny about this dude. He's no Ando's 20. Okay, now let's go on to the footy tipping. What I dropped a touch. I mean, the round isn't over. The round does include the Origin game, but I'm back to 42nd. You're up one place to 79th. Of course I am. Um, so you, did, you didn't, go, Unstoppable. didn't go too badly. Um not as well as your son, but, you know, not too badly. Uh, okay, now... My son, who is four. Yeah, now, let's look at the uh, stage at the moment. We have a new leader. Langer's 38, had a shit round. Uh, he's uh, two of five at the moment. And, and he's also English. And Whitey was is on four of five at the moment. And he's as, also English. And as such, Whitey has uh, has got 70 points on How the, the table. How the Poms get up there? Guesswork, I'd imagine. Um, you know, the like, colours of the logos, or, you know, which animal beats the other animal. Like, ooh, you know, like a, a tiger's going to eat a storm. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I picked a tie. <laughs> Only a pom would come up with an answer to that. Yeah. Um, so Langers, he's been busted down to second place on 69. Whitey's up on top on 70. Uh, in third place, we've got Skinny. He's made a move up. He's on 68 points in outright third. And we've got Simo Ali. He's up as well. He's got uh, fourth place tied with Todd H. 1987, who's dropped down to fifth position. Um and also, I think we saw Animal NZ. I think he's tied on 67 as well. So he's outside the five on four and against, but he's certainly up there amongst it as far as points are concerned. Uh, fantasy this week, just gone. There was no head-to-head. Who gives a shit? And um, shop. We've still got to make those packages up. I mean, yeah, you, what are you doing about that? Uh, you, you, yeah, technical team onto it. Yeah. Me being busy and you being busy with your new job has probably pushed that back a little bit. But um, also, we've got some some. It doesn't feedback. stop anyone buying a fucking shirt or a hat or a stubby cooler online. No, that's true. And I mean, you know... We or are, all of them. And we are getting, we are getting people buying stuff uh, now and then, so um, thanks very much to those guys. And um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, we got got some feedback on the... Some feedback on the, the whole Kickstarter idea to get us something, you know, some sort of in-decline shirt going. Uh-huh. Uh, a couple of people for it. But not overwhelmingly so either, so... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can be fucked. Of course we can. We just need the budget. Well, that's what I'm saying. If we do, we're going to get the budget if people don't buy our shit. Well, if we do the Kickstarter thing, you know, where it's just like people chip in, and we once we reach a certain point, which is obviously the point that it takes to produce the initial run of shirts, and, you know, that we, you know, we can give people stuff like you know, some people will give them, um, you know, we can, you know, some some people get a shirt plus something else, sure. you know, that you can't buy in the shop, sort of thing. You know, it's like a thank you uh, for you know, obviously putting their money where their mouth is up front. Um, but yeah, that's the that's that's the plan. But you know, we'll need a bit more, um, you know, enthusiasm and you know, support for the idea first. I mean, we could throw it up on there, you know, see how it goes. But uh, you know, stay tuned for it. If it's not going to happen between now and next episode, but it will happen. No, and yeah, and if, and if, you know, the fans need to demand it as well. You know, if they don't want it, that's fine. They don't care. We just don't do it. Yeah. But if they do want it, say that shit. Start demanding shit. Exactly. Now demanding that, bastards. That is all. We got four, time for this week, I think. You have anything else? That's all I've got. All right then. See you, you next go week. The Tigers eight in a row. Go See man, you next week. Go Manly eight of nine. Whatever. <laughs> back to back premiers. Two v two good. Strike Force and Mixed Martial Arts in general, make sure you listen to This Week in MMA. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and TWIMMA.com. It's out every Friday morning. It's free. Get on it. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 